Listeners of The Occult Unveiled, Ashley and I want to thank you for being with us since the series started. We want to keep producing shows for a very long time, and in order to keep them coming, I'm asking you to consider pledging to our Patreon and becoming part of a magical community. There are all kinds of cool perks on there, and you'll be able to help us with a small monthly pledge. You'll get advanced releases, bonus material, and most importantly, help our magical community grow. Please visit us at patreon.com slash theoccultunveiled. When you think about like a really big pop star or somebody that fills a stadium, Mm -hmm. most often they're going out there and then they're extending their aura. So that's why when when the whole crowd is swaying and they're all having this moment where Mm -hmm. everyone is usually matching that person's energy because they've pretty much extended their energy, their aura to be in a space where everybody's getting to experience this really beautiful thing together. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Hello, mystics. Welcome to The Occult Unveiled. I'm Ashley Ryan, and I am elated to bring my friend Genevieve Leading, an intuitive psychic who owns a shop called Origami in Chinatown in Los Angeles. It's an aura photography studio, which I have been a patron of for several years. Welcome, Genevieve. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk everything energy, and I'm really excited that you asked me to be on here. So let's have some fun. Yes. And before we dive into all of that, I offer a tarot reading to all of my guests. Would you be interested in one? Of course. Yes. I was curious, what is your sun sign? Aries. Aries. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is a past, present, and future reading. In your past, oh, I see a lot of shadow work, a lot of Mm self-reflection with the Eight of Cups reversed. This is something that you've been avoiding doing for a while. It's a very difficult uh, emotional place for you to reflect on. But let's see how you're doing in your present. (laughs) We have, oh, another eight. So the Eight of Wands reversed is a communication card. And this is your fire. And it's saying that we need to speak our truth, allow your throat chakra to really open up and say what you need to say, because that's really what is holding you back and where you could gain a lot of growth. Oh yeah. These are both right on. (laughs) And now it's time for the future, which is the queen of swords. What a wonderful card. So we see that you will learn that lesson and be able to be the master of air, that communication that you've been working on and being able to really um, see through BS and with a cutting sword. That's the wonderful thing about the the queen of wands is that nothing gets by her. She's very attentive. That is just so right on and so fitting and such a good reminder for me. So I really appreciate that pull. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. So auras for me are... The first step I took into the metaphysical realm. So exactly who are, that's exactly how we view auras as well. Oh yeah. I just think it's like the perfect stepping stool to just like 
be the nicest little most pleasurable gateway into a world of so much stuff and yeah. I don't know what it is about that but it was right it's kind of wild I think it's I mean, what it really it teaches you. you oh sorry go ahead <laughs> no I was gonna say the same thing I think that's what it does for me it was the first time I ever got like what I'll call a spiritual hello where mm. someone said hello to me as spirit and energy as opposed to seeing me in like a physical body and that's I think that's what, at least what I know I try to do whenever somebody comes in is I definitely say hello to them as spirit versus them as a physical body. And, um, most of us haven't got, haven't received a lot of that. No, I think so too. And it really, it really affirms for me the, the whole point that you are the magical being. So a lot of us think that magic is something outside of us, whether it's the aura, uh, the aura cards or the tarot cards or the spell casting, but it's actually you. Absolutely. And the fun thing about that too is, you know, I think people come in specifically when they get their aura photographed wanting this beautiful rainbow because that means we have mastered it all and we're just slaying the game. And I mean, a lot of the times I look at that and I'm like, what a shit show. Like there's actually the quite the opposite, <laughs> but we've created in our minds, like that's what it is. But the idea is that like, yeah, we are all of these things at all of the times. It's about what vibration and energy works for you in the moment. So being able to understand that we can tap into all of that at any time is I think the magic that you're talking about and what makes mm-hmm. understanding the aura so fun. Right. And so I actually have some of the aura photos that I, I had taken at origami. So for some people who aren't familiar with auras, we're going to go um, start and you're actually going to get to see my psychic development. So this is like mm-hmm. very personal and like seeing me naked, but okay. <laughs> so, so the first one, this was back in 2020. Uh, 21. Like um, This is where you see I have a lot of orange and a lot of red. And then next year I came in and you get to see some of this development coming through. Yay. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's such a beautiful transition right there. And this was me just a couple of months ago. And and you can see how the, the aura is changing. So the electricity in your body is reflecting through color. It's your energy signature. It's a blueprint that represents our inner development, our attributes, and our beliefs. Absolutely. And what's really unique, I think, about auras. Okay, so I think a lot of people are really familiar with our chakras, right? Our energy centers. And they're very personal. And that's us. Chakra. Chakras are energy centers within the human body to regulate physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. They originate from ancient Hindu traditions. Your aura was interesting to me is that's where we start to actually involve other people into our energy field. So it's one thing to have our energy centers, right? And then once you start to extend those out, it becomes your aura where we have relationships, we have all kinds of, I mean, when we're driving, those experiences, those all lay in our aura. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, and then they get cycled in through our chakras and then that's where we do the work. But I think that's what's fun is the relationship between the aura and the chakras and how they kind of extend out to create our own, our own biosphere, right? Like our own energy. They do. And, you know, it's so interesting. You talked about how these, these colors relate. So um, in 
your studio, you can actually take pictures with your pets or with your personal and your loved ones. And you get to see how those auras intermix. How amazing is that? So I know everyone can probably relate to the idea that when we have pet energy, I think it's like so obvious, right? We see the cutest little animal and we're just turned into this melty little, oh Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Whether it's a dog, a cat, whatever it is for that person, but we just turn into this like, oh, like this little Pikachu, right? Like, and I think that's what's cool is for me, you can see that, that shift in your energy. That's just so instant. But it's the same with people. So we do the same thing with our coworkers, with our bosses, with yes. our friends, with our family, with Everybody. our parents, in relationships, yep. and and with our pets. So you can take those those types of photos all the time. And it's um it's really fun to me when people when couples come in and then they do their individuals and then they do one together because there is a lot of information that you can find um, when you start to really look at that. Like for example, right? Like something fun, not so fun, but fun to me to see is so individually, like let's say you and I took our photo and Mm -hmm. let's say yours is like orange and green and mine is blue and purple. And so we have, we individually, we just hold our own space and we have this very beautiful energy, but let's say we get together and the photo is just yet yellow and green or what did I say? You orange and green. Yeah. Yeah. So now that tells me that when we get together, Ashley dominates the energy because I completely lost myself. So if my energy is completely gone, right? Like you can see that. And it is, it's very, sometimes it's very obvious, you know, like you'll see that person (laughs) where you just like kick to the side and then they've basically given up their space to somebody Mm. energetically. And so that person tends to make the decisions or mm, all the things. Yeah. And it's on every level. Exactly. And then, you know, it could be totally different where we could have our separate energies. And then when we come together, we create something brand new. That's usually when we each allow ourselves to be our true, authentic individual self. Um, Because then we are obviously going to create something new because I'm bringing something to the energy and you're Mm -hmm. bringing something to that energy. So we are both learning and growing and there's a new energy that we're forming. Yep. And that's the new energy when those, you get that bubbles, those, those intermix. I want to talk about the actual photography. So if I'm correct, this is called cerulean photography, right? Carillion. Carillion. Carillion, yeah. And it was invented pretty recently, like the 1970s. Exactly. So Carillion photography was actually a little bit before that. And it was a little different process. And the guy that created this this type of photography was a study, like an understudy. He worked for the person that created the Krillian photography. Um, and like, I th- in my eyes, it's kind of just always modernized a little bit, you know, like that's where it was then. It was mostly just actually taking like a stamp, like signature of energy. And then now here we are. What's really fun and fascinating about how we take the photos is, yeah, it is a little science mixed with a little magic because I tell people we can hear the different sounds in music. We hear the different frequencies. So it Mm -hmm. just naturally our logical mind understands that because we can hear it with, with energy and vibration. Sometimes we can't see it. So we might not, we have a harder time processing how that works, but it's just like music. There's different Hertz for each vibration. Each of our chakras, they actually have different weights. Right. So like, you know, our lower chakras, they're a little bit, um, more slushy. That's where we have our survival, a little more Mm -hmm. sludgy. 
and usually up here it's ethereal it's very light and fluffy and easy to kind of like move through but those are weights those are actually different vibrations so that's what the camera is measuring it's just telling the camera like 200 300 400 100 oh interesting yeah and then where the color lays is dependent on coming out of our hands where we are constantly throwing energy but like you know your thumb connects to like your right brain and your middle finger is like your heart like it's wild how everything comes here. But if you're familiar with the way the energy flows, it does flow out the top of your head and your legs and your arms. They're actually a part of that same process. Like, so this is part of that. Um, so that's where we get all the information. And then, you know, I tell people now at the, the stage that I am, I feel like it's, I'm reading vibration, but I'm also clairvoyantly, like intuitively getting, giving people readings as well. Oh, so it's a mix of them. Yeah, I really loved what you said about the science aspect. So something that I learned was that UCLA in the late 70s, early 80s actually did a huge study on auras, but they called it something different. They called it the electromagnetic field. And it was a study conducted by Dr. Valerie Hunt, who was a uh, neurophysiologist. Neurophysiologist a medical professional who focuses on the nervous system's functioning and its relationship to the body. And she was studying exactly what you were talking about, the continuous movement of your heartbeat, your brain waves, your nerve transmissions, and how they have a vibration which gets reflected around you. It's been scientifically proven. Like how wild is that? But it's not wild. It's just amazing. I guess what feels exciting about that is like, somehow science oddly validates, right? Which is not true, but I do think it allows, it opens the door for a wider demographic of people to start to be able to explore the ideas of this because they have some sort of standing behind it, which doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to, we can just believe it. But I think that's really amazing. I have not heard of that study, but that's exactly what we're doing. Exactly. Uh, I want to talk about the colors a little bit. So so we've got colors here. Now, these are the colors that we can see. I'm just curious, can can the camera pick up colors that we can't see or no, because it's like the vibration's too high? Yeah, there's definitely a mix of colors that we don't include on there. Like sometimes there's brown, like a soundy brown. Sometimes there's Mm. white too that we see. I'm not saying that there's black as a color, but there's absence of color. So it does actually... A lot of times we will see holes. Like, it, oh, and it's yeah, not that it's one. black, but there's a lot of times where, I mean, I will literally see a giant just hole or space, you know, in somebody's aura. Or, you know, sometimes somebody doesn't have their masculine energy flowing or their feminine energy flowing. So that whole section just has no energy there. Yep. So we'll yeah. see that here a little bit. You'll see there's a little bit of a vacant space here. And then mm-hmm. and you told me like not to freak out about this, but I was very upset that there was this tiny little dip. No, I'm going to smooth that out and do the work. And that's part of the fun of getting your aura photo taken. Right. You understand right? where you are energetically and in, in your self-development. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what else do you see in the, in the auras? Oh my gosh. So much fun stuff. I mean, it's, exciting because you don't really know everybody's so unique and so different that's what I love about being on this planet at this time right we're allowed Mm -hmm. to have free will and think things through but I truly don't see the same aura like ever even though it might look the same to people they're so slightly different 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely beings that show up. I mean, you can see angels, beings, things like that. Um, what do they look like? I think Give me details. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they show up as these little like streaks like this. Like they actually oh. have like streakies like this. Um, and sometimes they're like little balls, but like more looking like orbs. Like orbs. Yeah, exactly. different than the manifestation bubbles because that's just energy we're outputting where like a lot of people will have energy on big plans that they're making. Um, these are more like dots that usually are closer to people's um, heads, you know? Oh. And what's interesting is sometimes, I, I mean, again, I use my intuition to really know um, where people are at on their journey, because I think that sometimes too much information can steer people in a, in a negative way. And that's yeah. not my intention. My intention is to just allow some curiosity to, um, you know, to get excited about things and to want to explore. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just ask questions to see how open they are to receiving information. But often these beings sometimes are really close to their body and so they just I'm realizing you know they don't have boundaries and they don't have oh. they have no protection or things that you know sometimes down the road we start to learn these tools mm-hmm. um and sometimes people aren't really willing to hear that because if it's like a loved one or somebody close they they think that having them here is better which it's subjective to everybody's experience sure. but sometimes you know we can't get our own information when we have we can't get to ourselves and our own energy isn't mm-hmm. flowing, right? I completely um, understand. So we definitely see that. We see, let's see, it's really fun to see the throat chakra light up, people's heart mm-hmm. chakras light up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not everybody's does. I think yours did on, on a few, like your throat chakra. Yeah, this one was the strongest one. Oh, exactly. Like, I mean, look at that throat chakra and that heart chakra. It's, it's beautiful. And you see your boundary right around you, just right around your like right around your body, see how the energy kind of is oh, stopped yeah. there, which is good. That's what we want. Our energy actually should be right there. These boundaries from people, but trust me, I see real boundaries. I can sometimes barely see people at all in their photos, you know? Wow. Um, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just like bl- blinded by that. Yeah. Like I'd be like really confused if I went to get my orate. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then I just have to very like gently, again, see where they are on their journey and really explain to them. And really, it's more in that case, I start to ask more questions because I'm trying to understand where they're at because maybe they just lost somebody. A lot of times if they're that cloudy, they're either making a really big decision in their life. And so they've Mm. consulted with a lot of different people and Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of different opinions. Oh, yeah clouding their judgment Mm -hmm. exactly I mean I call it static so they just have a lot of static around them because it's not their energy it's static energy of other people like a tv that goes it's like that's what is around you I understand it and yeah exactly so um yeah I usually try to ask them where they're at you know like what's going on are you making a big decision gentle guidance yeah exactly um and you know, sometimes the little orbs, you just hit it at the right time in the right place. And it's, again, your clairvoyance. But I'll say, like, did you just lose somebody? Because I see somebody really close to you that's here, that's here from, like, loss or love. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. is this new? And usually they'll say, like, yeah, like I just lost somebody unexpectedly. And, you know, that person is showing up for a reason just to, like, 
you know, show that they're there. And it's just a really beautiful moment for them and for me to be a part of that for them and allow them that experience. But um, what other fun things? Oh, you know what I was saying? Another fun one is I did shoot identical twins, identical twins. Mm -hmm. And they had the same exact aura, but in opposite positions. So one went like, was like red, blue, and green. And the other one had like blue, green, and red. Like they were a mirror image. Oh, how cool. Which is, makes so much sense when you think about that. Like they are, they they came from the same egg. Mm -hmm. That is just so exciting. And, you know, we've also photographed a lot of people that um, we're really sick, like in remission or they're going through chemotherapy. And um, yes, of course they have energy, just not the type of energy that's filling the entire photo and off the frame. It's like very close, close to them. Yeah. Um, because right. they, they're working hard. Yeah. To fight a lot of things. So they just don't have as much energy as they probably would um, prior you know, you you just like reminded me of something like the word that we use every day, vibes, like you get vibes yeah. from someone. So when someone's feeling low energy or low vibrational, you're like, oh, people pick up on their on auras of other people without even realizing that they're doing it. Absolutely. Huh. And what's beautiful is this younger generation and not just younger, like 20s. I mean, babies, these little babies mm-hmm. that are coming in. They can see auras so much more clearly than we can, I think, because we get into effort as we get older. But in general, it's just more common. And I think as adults, we have a little more information now to support them in allowing them to continue that gift and not to shut maybe it out. hinder and block yeah, or shut it down. Because so many of my friends that have kids are just, they will contact me and be like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so can see auras. And I'm like, this is... I I guarantee you could as well, like as a baby. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of us, we all have gifts when we come over from the other side and unfortunately they, they get shut down over time and pushed off as imagination. You know, I'm surprised Mm -hmm. that this generation, um, you know, a lot of people call them like the screen babies. And yet here you're telling me that it hasn't affected their psychic abilities. Oh, no way. I, that's what's wow. wild. We do photograph quite a lot of children, which is really precious. That is so and cute. They just have the most beautiful, magical energy, usually very spiritual energy, um, very healthy, very clear. And they're just, they're so open to receiving the information that I get. That's them, it. Yeah. They're so receptive. They're just, yeah. They're just so sure too of like, yep, that's me. Absolutely. I do that. Yep. That's what I want to be. And it's just, it. that's why I love reading and I love getting to do this type of work is because Mm -hmm. they just are constant reflection to remind me like, why am I overthinking something or why am I stuck in this energy? Like you just let it go and you realize we are just these little kids that have bigger, older bodies. (laughs) You're right. So let's paint a picture for all of our listeners today. So I'm coming into origami. I've driven down to Chinatown in Los Angeles and I come into the store. And the first thing I see is this giant tent. What is this tent? Why is it there? The tent is strictly for photo and light leaks. So if you know anything about the Polaroid, right? Like they catch, it catches light from anywhere and then it starts to show up on the photo. So the tent is just because it's the best way to calculate your aura so that we don't have any interference. 
Um, we just made it really cute because that's what matches our, super our energy and our vibe at our space. Yeah. Um, so when you come in, yeah, you step into this dome that feels very futuristic and funky anyways. And then you sit down and put your hands on these hand sensors. And those are what read your, your electromagnetic field, your biofeedback or the buzz or the hum that we're radiating. And it takes like seconds. That's what's yeah, wild, right? Everyone's yeah. And it doesn't Everyone's hurt or anything. Nothing. Yeah. So that takes like a second. And then, you know, after that, we come out and we just talk about it because there's so much information. There's a guide that we give you, but you know, our energy actually flows in a specific way constantly. Like they're saying before, our energies mm-hmm. flow. Yep. In this way. So our feminine comes in and then our masculine goes out and our feminine is on this side and our masculine is going out. So let's use this for an ex- example. Which side is the feminine? Which side's the masculine? Orange. Orange is feminine. So it comes in the orange and then goes out with the yellow. So, so it's like left new things is feminine. Like- yep. Okay. Left is feminine. Right is masculine. Okay, great. Yes. And, and then it keeps flowing, right? So it just constantly is circulating all the time. And then above the head is our present time consciousness. So that's like usually right now, what we're thinking, the here and now, the very tangible, this moment. Um, and then obviously there's so much other fun stuff. Like that's when I start to look for boundaries. Right. So we see here, I have a lot of things building up versus here or not as many. Right. Exactly. This one was really beautiful because you have this very, this clarity and like your actual image around you. But see, then mm. when you go to your other one, it's like the more we start to plan and do all these things, it's like you just, there's more, right? So yeah, there's, there's more hazy. Not, yeah. yeah. And it's not that you're hazy. It's just, you clearly were creating oh. so much here because your energy's flowing. So your energy was like, okay, I'm here taking a photo, but I'm also thinking about this. And I got this going, I'm this going, I'm this going simultaneously because that's what we are. We're creators. That's why we're here, right? Totally. <laughs> and that's what I, I love about this is that it's a roadmap for me to interpret myself. Where am I in my self-development? What do I need to work on? Right? That's what the, that's how I oh, use it at least. Absolutely. I t- this is for me, it was like the turning point. I was, there was one Christmas that I thought I was bringing my very spiritual, calm, nurturing. I thought it was just green and blue. Right. And then it was time to eat. And I was like, Hey, ever, like I just turned on this like ready orange. Like I went into like this major bossy mood of just like, <laughs> we have to eat at this time and we need to sit down. And, and then I caught myself and realized, Oh wow. Like I'm in control of my energy. The energy doesn't control me. Exactly. So I can take a breath and shift my energy back into what I want it to be versus just thinking that's who I am. And this is, that's just me. I'm an Aries and I'm a leader and I have this like energy that wants to be in control. It's like, oh no, I can lead with this vibration. And what does that feel like for me? And I love that you say that. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are struggling with mental illness and feeling like their thoughts control them and their feelings control them. Right. And it's a, it's this feedback loop. But when you learn to hack your energy through breathing, through meditation, you can lessen those symptoms. And that was a big part Absolutely. of my journey here. I was not meditating regularly during this time compared to right. what, two years later, very different energy. Right. The first one's really beautiful though, because your energy is so 
strong and intense that Mm -hmm. you, I don't even think understood the power of like how to control your own energy at that time. No, I didn't know like how you truly possess like the ability to have so much strength like we were talking about it once you have these tools and then you just see the evolution in all of your auras, your boundary gets clear. There's mm-hmm. all these things. Oh, it's really, you. and then you even have the separation between like your masculine and your feminine. And you realize then you want to turn them on when you want to turn them on. Right. Not just, yeah. you know, like if there's, there's a lot of things that we can learn in just a snapshot. A lot. So I want to tell you a little bit about how I learned about auras and I can actually read auras like in person. Um, So I I started when I was uh, in middle school and I would get bored during certain classes and I was reading some specific books. Um, One of them is called Change Your Aura, Change Your Life. And it was like, so (gasps) such a good book. Such a good book. Recommend that to anyone listening. Best book ever. Thank you. Um, so they were against a whiteboard and what I did was I like, you have to relax your eyes. And I think that's hard for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Um, I tell people to look kind of like at the tip of their nose. It looks super goofy, but it's like this. And what I would do is I'd watch the energy of my teachers. And it was very subtle at first. It was just like, um, kind of like a heartbeat going around them, but it was like a little black line. And, um, no, I don't see them like this. I'm sure some people can, but that's where I use the intuitive reading where I can feel exactly. the energy and feel the colors. Right. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. exactly. And I'm the same way. Like I definitely know how to read energy and read each layer of the aura and go more in depth for that. But in like the moment, I don't necessarily see auras walking around town. Mm-hmm. I wish I did sometimes. And sometimes after I've meditated and I've been in this place and I'm coming out of like my own trance state. I can kind of see the energy, but I have to like do so much work to get there. Not that it's not yeah, it's worth hard. it. It's more like not my common space that I'm living in. So um, instead it's like, we're reading vibrations. We're reading energy. We do it, you know, just cause I can't see it just going back to the music, we can hear it. So we know it's different. We start to, I think, doubt ourselves or put in this effort that we have to see it in order to be able to read or as no, I think everyone has that like, six sense to understand vibration yep. and just to have the feeling of what energy is. And it's just right. a muscle energy, like a muscle, a sense, like the more you read it and the more you tap into yourself of believing and trusting that it's, you're getting information, the easier it comes to you because you let go of that fear or the doubt or all of the things. And you already and it just feel it anyways. Some people have a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Some people have a bad vibe. And what's interesting is like, bad vibe will be like subjective to me because man, sometimes people will come in and I'm just feeling like a specific way. I'm like, Oh, they've got to have like this, whatever aura. And then they'll have this extremely beautiful, very calming aura. And it was just something reflecting in me Mm. that was lighting up, you know, that was lighting up for me in me. And so I look at it as an opportunity to like blow the picture or blow through the energy and release whatever it was that lit up so that I can move through that. And then I don't, feel that anymore. But I think that I unknowingly kind of have this dictionary or this database where I like store these different information, mm-hmm. you know, that I pull from, you know, like what that energy was and why it hit me a specific way. And I was like, Oh, so that's what, <laughs> that's what a singer's energy is like. And then yeah. it comes back again and again and again. And I realize, wow, this is like, it's a very consistent trait that you see over and over. That's so, so cool. It's just, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really, it is really cool. 
So I can't read energy through a computer screen. Um, not, not really well. Like I can do tarot through the screen, but be able to right. sit down and really like read someone's aura is not possible through the screen for me. Can you do that? Oh yeah. So I actually, when I first, when we, when I first had my aura photo taken like a million years ago for just following these bread breadcrumbs and got to this point, I actually started going to this school called the psychic Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just learn tools. There's just tools, oh, okay. right? And, um, like tools, like protection, the whole thing, really yeah. beautiful, fun stuff that can all help anyone, however they learn it, wherever they learn it. But, um, after, during COVID, we all switched to go online and mm-hmm. we, I we were like, it's impossible. There's no way we're going to be able to read energy through the screen. There's no way. But what, how we read energy isn't actually, it's only through the vibration of the person's name. So when oh. the person says their name, they're actually sending their vibration. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, your name holds so much energy. So when someone, when I give, when I give a reading and they send me their name or they say their name, we ask them three times to say it. They're just sending me their vibration. And then I take a look at that. Very <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. would you, would it be too, I know it's a lot of energy. Cause when I read auras, I get really tired. Would it be possible for maybe you to read one of the auras of our producers? Oh, sure. All right. Okay, Who wants see. to go? Oh, they're deciding. Right now. All right. We're going to do our, uh, our audio producer, Bill, Bill say, hi, turn on your screen. Hi, Bill. Hello. <laughs> okay, if I can. You might have volatile tools. Okay. You mind saying your name for me three times? Bill Schultz. Bill Schultz. Bill Schultz. Hi, Bill. Hello. Okay, Bill has like a very. If we're just gonna read that outer layer of his aura, it's very like orange mixed with a little bit of like um, kind of blue, which is really an interesting combo because orange has this very uppity vibration, like very cheerful. You're, you're one that wants to like keep things moving, keep the team happy. Like, what do we got to do? Let's just get it done. Like you have, you, you come with the smile on your face and like, you know, you're, you definitely make things feel easy, but blue is actually more about, um, your own knowingness. So basically other people's opinions, all these things, shows things you're listening to they really don't sway you to change your mind on stuff you're like cool that works for them but that okay if that's what you say it's more like this um not protection i mean that's what i view spirituality as right blue is a very curious vibration but you're more of like the tinker energy like you want to take things apart put it together how does it work that's what is exciting to you you know Mm -hmm. um also with blue for you it's just about wanting to find things out the way you want to find them out and not really wanting to be told how they should be done or what this is the way, or that's the way it's like, okay, well, I'll probably take a look at that for myself and figure out if that really works. Um, and then you have like a little bit on your heart chakra, which is really, really cool. It's actually a little bit more of that orangey kind of green. Um, just about this like energy for you feeling a little more, like philanthropic, wanting to make sure that you're doing something where other people are learning or enhancing or growing, or there's just like this type of like learning vibration where you want to make sure that whatever you're 
the bigger picture behind what you do is at least giving people an opportunity to have growth, you know, or just allowing them to kind of open up their own doors and explore and things like that. So that's really cool. And also would make sense why you're helping do this, because I think that's a lot of what Ashley kind of does too. So that's definitely in alignment. But I cannot, we do this for these types of readings. We do two hours and we read every layer of the aura. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fun. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we work on, but I'm just going to read your outer layer of what your colors are that other people would see, like your vibe. Okay. So I don't know, Bill. I don't know you, Bill, but that's what I know about you. I think that's, uh, that sounds pretty close. <laughs> I think that's pretty spot on, actually, especially the last part, because one of the one of the things uh, with the teams that I work with that they say is, is, uh, is uh, as far as working as a mentor, like to, to work with other people. So, oh, yeah. so that's something that, you know, that I do, you know, all on a regular basis. In fact, I even, you know, spoke at a college, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like oh. I want to get into more of doing that, you know, and then just sort of. That's so beautiful. Know, and so. that's actually what Orange is. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's Orange is a motivator. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Lovely. Well, thank you for letting me, letting me check out your vibes. Thank you. <laughs> so you mentioned something um but first of all that was amazing before i even go anywhere that was so cool i don't think i would like to learn how to do that i'll say right. that it's fun. <laughs> um so there's layers to the aura so i'm familiar with the seven layers is that what you were right. taught as well yes definitely there is more than seven but seven is like our common like uh i will say like earth our earth layers right because outside of that there is like you know we do have like an eighth layer that's more about what we call like our soul layer right and i would also say that maybe those like are going beyond just the physical body the physical chakra system exactly very cool so uh, one of the most interesting things that i've ever read about auras was that spiritual masters have huge auras because like you said, when people are very sick, their auras are very close, but master Jesus, for example, or Buddha could stretch up. They said a mile. I was like, I don't know about that, but that's cool. (laughs) They can. Oh, definitely. And you know what's okay. Let me put this into perspective, which I think is really cool. When you think about like a really big pop star or somebody that fills a stadium most mm-hmm. often they're going out there and then they're extending their aura. So that's why when, when the whole crowd is swaying and they're all having this moment where mm-hmm. everyone is usually matching that person's energy because they've pretty much extended oh. their energy, their aura to be in a space where everybody's getting to experience this really beautiful thing together. It's mm-hmm. wild. And that's why most people afterwards, like unless they have awareness of their energy, feel pretty zapped because they've done something really major. And then they tend to be like, you know, the opposite. Usually people that are really big musicians tend to be kind of reclusive because they totally overextend themselves. But um, yes, it's like to go back to what you're saying, absolutely, like a mile feels insane, but also with that energy, absolutely. With like Jesus and Mary and people that had so much more information of how to extend and not feel drained. I definitely believe that. And you'll mm-hmm. see, you know, in old imagery, like Mary has a halo. She's a halo. Wearing, yes. Yeah. They all do. They all have this like aura around them. That's an it's, aura. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really cool to see that. So yeah, it's, it's been around, I think forever. We're just, I think waking up to the idea that we can all accept that we are in control of that, which feels out of control. 
And yeah, again, it all goes back to realizing that you are the tool, your mind and your body is an, is an instrument used to conduct your energy, to do magic. It's so exactly. important. Yeah. And a lot of, I think uh, most people ask like, how can I change my aura or what can I do to, you know, take a next step? And I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, you just have to do what's what is representative of that vibration? So for example, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I really want green. Okay, well, let's practice patience. Practice, where are you being nurturing? Are you nurturing yourself? Are you helping to nurture others? Like you actually just have to do more of those things to bring that into your aura, you know? Yeah. So that's the easy way to shift it. It just feels impossible because we want to overcomplicate it because we want an exact, we want to read a book that tells us what's the way to get from A to Z. And I think that's the beauty of being here is there is actually no Z. It's never ending. It's about experiencing right, right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, we're, we, you, you can experience every vibration. What do, which one do you want? <laughs> right. So like, I want purple, like I want to have purple right. in my aura. And I know that that's a level that I have to work up to. Just like, um, you know, you can't jump from zero to 100 right away. It takes some time. Right. You know what's interesting though? I guarantee you're blue purple when you pull cards and you're in this like more meditative, like very easy. It's just so charming. Like it's so easy for you to just be in that zone or when you, even when you're doing other stuff. So I sometimes wish I could photograph people in like their state of what they're doing, because I definitely think we, we tap into, I mean, I have a reading energy that I step into and then I have a mother energy I have, you know, so it's not rules. It's to me, they're different energies that I allow myself Mm -hmm. to tap into. (laughs) I absolutely agree with that. And I want to go back to something really quick. So we were talking about that pop star, right? And and that's kind of the same thing with like even politicians, even maybe people we consider negative or hateful like Trump or maybe Hitler. They can. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And then people start to match that vibration. Well, so I'm, I know it's interesting. Like there's a difference between. So sometimes the way that I look at there's like guru energy. Guru Energy. Sad Guru is a modern mystic from India whose soul is spiritually advanced and radiates heightened energy. And Ashley, he has 10 million followers on social. We've got our work cut out for us. Sometimes Guru Energy can be like a little bit different than like, you know, a Jesus energy, obviously, because totally different. Guru Energy kind of that energy is very, those gurus, their energy extend very far. Um, but they also want you to match them. Whereas Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mary, that more angelic energy, they're spreading their energy to make you feel healing and to find your own vibration. It's like to find, to open up your heart chakra, to make you have awareness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when we match specific people, they want you to match them because you've given up your energy and now you're matching somebody else's energy. Right. So if I went to a rally that was very hateful, I would be filled with that hate and that anger. Exactly. Exactly. No, I was gonna say that's what's so overwhelming and alarming sometimes is because a lot of people do walk around without that awareness that, you know, we really are 
so sacred about what we let into our space and how intentional we are with our energy and how we use it and what we're around. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for other people to just kind of like hijack it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then make it feel like it was yours and it's not a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's protections is so important to learn how to protect your aura, protect your energy. Beyond that is the most important thing I could any ever stress to anybody, you know, every day it's, you don't have to just be doing a reading. And I think I'm reminding myself of that, Like you don't necessarily have to be doing a reading to be sharing your energy with people in that space. I think that even like I mentioned before driving, you know, a lot of people throw energy while driving Yeah, and we're do. open road rage. Yeah. We're just enjoying ourselves. And then there's some, you know, so there's so many opportunities that we don't realize that our aura is involved in. And it's just collecting experiences that if we don't have protection or allow ourselves the space and time to release these things, um, then mm-hmm. we just carry them. We carry them for a really long time. Yep. And, and that's why, um, you know, something I do on a daily basis is I actually take a selenite wand and I cleanse my aura. I cleanse it every day, cleanse it from front what? to back. So good. Yeah. And you can do meditation. We tend to forget about the back of our aura, even around our butts. We totally forget. There's usually people have um, holes or spaces around the backs of them because we just kind of, if we can't see it, it's out of space, out of mind, right? We just forget about it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really great. That's a great tool to do. It's an easy one. Meditation's mm-hmm. also really helpful. Clearing yeah. out and aligning your, your chakras will also help you clean and keep a healthy aura. Absolutely. Yes. And I also do like a little thing where every day I just pick a vibration. I make it so easy. Nothing has to be overwhelming where I'm having to write too much or do too many things because I like ease. It's just I pick a vibration that I remind myself throughout the day of the color and that's mm. just the vibration. It's just like today my vibration is pink. So I'm practicing pink or I'm just, when I do something that feels pink, I'm like, that's, that's what I'm practicing. No, that's great. So it's a really fun way. Yeah. Mm. And same with people do that with their clothes. I think unknowingly sometimes, you know, totally. they just like pick things, accessories, shoes that like match their mood. It's that, it's, that's easy to help you even start to shift. So if I see you in all okay. purple next time, I'll know. <laughs> So, um, I wear black a lot and I know see purple lips and purple eyeshadow and purple shoes. Yeah. I, um, I was doing a meditation the other day and I was, I was cleaning out my aura and I saw, uh, the sigil for one of the, the planetary, uh, let's call the intelligences of Saturn. And I was like, oh, that's why I wanted to wear black today. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing actually yeah you you can see a lot of symbols in people's auras i've seen the oh, own yeah. symbol math numbers like for mm-hmm. a professor before we see them as badges when i read the layers people tend to have these like badges of either trauma it doesn't have to be trauma though sometimes it's like um oh. successes or validations or mm-hmm. even things they've carried over from past lives that they haven't actually turned on yet so you'll see oh. like a like a little medicine symbol or things that um you know, even if it's like with the woods or tinctures and all these things that they all have these symbols that light up in their aura. And like I said, usually in the past life area, there's a lot of symbols because people just haven't tapped into them. What layer is past life? So 
your past lives can be in any layer. Sometimes people have okay. them in their heart chakra because there's like, you know, heart, all kinds of stuff. Um, so it depends when you're reading what wants to light up, you know? And, mm. and also like, the interesting thing is when you get one reading, that's not like the end, right? Like there's so no. many layers to us that we have that this might just be what's coming up for right now. And that's what you wanted to show me, you know? And so, get that. yeah, it's kind of fun to look at that stuff, but people will even show huh. me like fitness like I'll see fitness little um badges and it's like oh I see a fitness badge and they're working on their health and whatever and bringing information and yeah and then you see if it's linked to their past life and what it is and then I tend to read that past life yeah okay so so you said what people are willing to show you what happens when someone's resistant has that ever happened oh yeah I remember one time I was reading somebody in school, so we there was like in in class we have like um, a row. Well, there'll be like four of us. There'll be like a lead reader and then like side chairs that are there to move through the energy, but not necessarily Whoa. like the when it's reading. Yeah, right. So it's like because we all use each other as a tool to help each other move through experiences that we haven't had. Um, but this person, like I couldn't read them. They were just wearing like a mask. It was like I was hmm. kept seeing a mask, literally. And then finally just had to ask him, like, <laughs> can you remove the mask that you're putting up? Because I'm not able to read you because you're not letting me. And he was like, mm. ha, ha, ha. I was, ho- I was wondering if you would notice that, like, that I'm, that I'm, like, not letting you. And I was like, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know why you would come here. And then, like, you know, yeah. like, you go into the analyzer. But, you know, you have to kind of um, welcome people that challenge you in that way because, it also helps me again move through the energy of like skeptics or people that you know that I get thrown people throw that energy all the time our way with the auras so you know that's how I can recognize it that's why I'm like you're wearing a mask there's something that I keep seeing a mask and I can't read you wow (laughs) that's up to you huh what do you think the world would be like if we were all more aware of our auras oh Oh my gosh, that beautiful, happy. I think people would be so much, so much more pleasant to each other. And just, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, because I think you would understand that. I think it would help us be more conscious of what other people are going through. Because when you have awareness of the fact that I'm going through my own stuff and you are too you're more conscious to not throw energy to other people because you understand that's going to sit in their aura. So I just feel like the awareness of yourself actually brings awareness that I'm sharing space with you right now. And I wouldn't want to like throw that at you. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think people would be happier and enjoy their space. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. I think we would also see the struggles, like you said, of other people. Like I have seen people who have that little black cloud, you know, the cartoon depression cloud, I see that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that's a real person experiencing real emotions. They're not an NPC, like the kids say. Exactly. NPC, non-playable character, often used in modern slang to describe someone who is not self-aware or a critical thinker. So Ashley, it's basically someone who isn't woke. Pythian, that's that's not what that word means. Oh. 
No, it's true, right? And so I think, I mean, I would hope empathy would be like heightened, but most of all, I would just feel like people would be more conscious of the experiences that they have with people and how they affect people, you know? Um, Absolutely. Especially, yeah, like, I mean, it's just, it would be wild if everyone could see auras too. <laughs> you know, it's like so if cool. you could see in real life, like throwing shade to somebody and then it's sitting <laughs> in their own I mean, I, some people might like that. That's the tragedy, but I feel like more people would benefit than hurt. You you see the immediate like consequence of your action, whether good or bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you would just hope in the humanity of all. (laughs) This has been so fun and so enlightening. Uh, So I know you have an Instagram that has amazing aura photos, including ones with pets. Tell our audience where we can find you online. Yes, you can find us um, origami.la on all things, mostly Instagram, but you can go to our website. We have so much information on there. And also that's where you can book an appointment or you can send us an email and ask us questions. Um, And same with our Instagram, it's at origami.la. And so if someone wanted to book like the reading through the computer, they could do that. Yes, at origami.la, you can book appointments there. And we do aura photography and we do clairvoyant readings. So you can find them both on there. Amazing. Genevieve, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. I really had a lot of fun. Wonderful. Yeah, I'll be back for for another picture soon. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I have to be there for sure. And until next time, mystics, stay magical. The Occult Unveiled is produced by F Street Productions and M is for Magic. Our executive producers are Ashley Ryan, Michael A. Simon, and Scott Kushner. Our show is produced by Deborah Simon. Our audio producer is Bill Schultz. Our talent booker is Perry Turcott. Laura Kaufman is our coordinator. Thank you for listening. And for more information on any of the topics you heard today, plus really cool links and ways to learn about Ashley, Pythian, and all of our guests, go to the occultunveiled.com website. The Occult Unveiled, copyright 2023.